Welcome to Wine Connoisseurs Rex Podcast from Psalm for the Day. It's another podcast that, like all other podcasts, is different than the rest. This is a podcast for people who like wine, want to like wine, or actually stop liking wine because people can be too annoying about it. I'm your host, Edward Cunley, and now it's time for another episode of Wine Connoisseurs Rex. Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Wine Connoisseurs Rex, a podcast that is anything but pretentious. It is fun. It is focused on wine, and we will just goof around, educate, and chat with some of our great friends in the wine world. My name is Edward Cunley, and I am the founder and head wine guy of Psalm for the Day, which is the sponsor of this episode uh, because it's the first one, and I have no credibility in the podcast world until I get this one under my belt. But I wanted to uh, take a few minutes to introduce myself in this first episode, as well as the general concept of what Connoisseurs Rex really is all about. So we'll spend the first few minutes background on me. Next few minutes, Connoisseurs Rex, and then I'll fill in some time with just a couple extra topics that will be relevant today and next time. So, as I said, I'm Edward. Uh, I've been studying wine now for about 20 years. Uh, I was actually, I got into it in college. So, uh, you know, very much a hobbyist for much of that time, but also spent time in sales. I have uh, hosted numerous wine events and experiences for friends, family, and strangers. And that is uh, the basis for Psalm for the Day. So uh, we'll tap into that a little bit as we go. Um, but as we go down this path, I want to make sure we're all understanding of why this is going to be fun and not uh, over anybody's head. Uh, and we're just going to have a blast with it. Uh, so what got me into wine was actually a college class. We had a one-night class. Uh I fell in love with all of the things that we were learning about, and most importantly, though, it was led by a guy who owned a vineyard, so we really got right into the agricultural element, which just helps ground you, no pun intended, on the fact that no matter how fancy and expensive the wine is, it's an agricultural product, just like anything else you eat that grows out of the ground, uh, so that was a really cool start. Um, but also he was able to speak with all of us and give us an opportunity to really understand what it meant to take wine from vine to bottle. And we're going to talk about that entire journey and then what happens once we open that bottle uh, as we move forward with Connoisseurs Rex. So um, as I said, I have some background in wine. I most recently finished my WSET level three. So I would argue that I have enough credibility to talk about it and have some level of knowledge that is educational and academic. Uh, but a lot of this is also going to pull from just general wine experiences that I've had with friends. Um, I have pulled out of textbooks, but again, breaking down those barriers. So what's the point? We're going to talk to people of all wine backgrounds. Uh, I've got friends in the industry and then friends I just drink with who are not in the industry. And I've got people who I just like to talk to about wine. Sometimes we'll share a bottle, and when we share a bottle, we'll talk more about why that bottle means something to them or to me, or maybe it's just because we felt like drinking a wine that day. Uh, occasionally, we'll have some educational snippets, and by occasionally, I mean throughout, not every few episodes. We'll have wine, wine recommendations, uh, but also what it means to be into wine, and what I mean by that is I want to 
talk about and learn about what does it mean to drink wine for people? Does it simply mean that it's a nice thing to sip on on a Friday night or a Monday? Uh, does it mean that you like to sit down and examine it and talk about the intricacies of the aromas or something in between? Or is it something that you're actually really scared of and it just seems too difficult to really understand? And that's the area that I have the most fun is talking to people about things like that. So you're also, if you've made it this far, maybe you're wondering why did I decide the world needed another podcast? If everyone didn't do something simply because somebody else was already doing it, imagine how crappy the world would be. We'd have one person who knows everything about something and nobody else who cares about anything. And my goal here is to put a little bit of a spin on uh, from my personality, my experience, my friendships, to bring a slightly different perspective on wine. Uh, and also, I would bet that many of you are listening to this episode in its early release days because you know me more than you care about wine, or maybe equal, but I am not here to try and educate the wine world. I'm trying to connect with my friends in a way that I think can be a little bit more uh, fun, but also educational. So what's next? By the time you hear this first episode, I sure as hell hope that I will have at least a few other podcast episodes already recorded so I can manage the frequency. I don't know exactly what my cadence will be when it comes to releases, but it will be more frequently than monthly, most likely, uh, but definitely less frequently than daily. If you do need content from me on a given basis, you can always message me, but I'm going to typically be pretty active on Instagram and Facebook and then any other place that I can be. I do have a YouTube channel, so those of you that are uh, wanting to see how I look when I talk and what I'm wearing. Uh, this will be posted at least in some segments on my YouTube channel, uh, Psalm underscore four underscore the underscore day. You don't spell it underscore. It's simply the weird little symbol. So uh, more to come when it comes to frequency. Uh, I'll commit to that when I actually have other stuff recorded. So I mentioned earlier, I'm going to talk to folks and talk uh, about different wine backgrounds. So what exactly does that mean? It literally means all. It, I'm open to talking to people who have never had wine. Talk about why they've never had wine. This, these people will be over 21, I promise. Unless it's my kids talking about their hope to drink wine someday. Um, but also, I'm going to talk to people that have an extremely, extremely intensely successful background in wine and everything in between. This is truly one of those where almost nobody is off limits when it comes to podcast guests. Um, as a matter of fact, if you are interested, you can always reach out and send me a little bit about why you would like to be on based on what you're hearing. And that way we can all connect with who is coming on, whether it's because you know the person, you've shopped at their store, you've had a glass of wine with them, you're friends with them, or because your wine education level is right about where theirs is, so you feel like you can be heard uh, or listen to someone speaking your language. Uh, so those are some of the, the key items that we will be covering and who we will be working with. Not every episode will have a guest. Sometimes I will just hop on here and talk about shit because it's fun and educational and maybe I'm drinking a good wine and I want to highlight it. Uh, there will be 
um, a glass in front of me. I actually considered doing uh, a little riff on the ladies' man when my cuvassier is gone. Then the episode is over, but I realize that I will be recording some of these early in the morning and I can't be drinking large glasses of wine at 6 a.m. But today it is almost three o'clock. So for my podcast listeners in London, you're probably two pints deep already. So where will I record? As you can see, this is a familiar background for those of you who have followed me. A lot of my recordings will come from my office, but also they'll be anywhere. Uh, you know, maybe it's sharing that bottle of wine on the front porch of a friend's house, maybe at a wine shop. It may be wherever, as long as it's legal. We are not here to break any laws. We're here to have a lot of fun. So that's the baseline of Connoisseurs Rex. So why Connoisseurs Rex as a name? Well, I was driving home from my last wine exam and I heard the word connoisseur and it made me laugh because it immediately made me think of Tyrannosaurus Rex. So Connoisseurus Rex. So for those of you into word origins, it is a blending of the two. There's a word for that that is, oh, portmanteau. It is a portmanteau of Connoisseur and Tyrannosaurus Rex. And uh, when I first looked, couldn't find anything because I'm going to spell it my own way. So it looks more like Kana and then Saurus. And you'll see that when you, you know, click on the podcast. But for those of you that are just hearing this randomly, it is uh, more focused on the Saurus Rex and a little bit of Connoisseur. Anyway, so I looked it up and there actually is an urban dictionary definition of someone who takes Connoisseurness to the next level to be condescending and at times hostile or douchey, typically considered too annoying for friendship. And that, my friends, is what we're not going to do. That is also why I decided to spell the name a little bit differently than what they had on Urban Dictionary. And here's why. The term connoisseur is, in my opinion, intimidating from both sides. If someone meets a connoisseur, they often clam up about the topic that that connoisseur is a connoisseur with or an expert. They don't know enough to keep up with the conversation, so they're going to shut down. So imagine being in a room in a meeting, and you're asked a question, and you are the highest level ranking person in the room from your team. You answer the question. Then your boss walks in, and then you shut up and let your boss do all the talking because the last thing you need to do is potentially be wrong in front of your boss. Similar experience with trying to speak with a connoisseur. But on the flip side, being tagged as a connoisseur can be intimidating because it basically means you're an expert and experts hate being wrong. So it comes with some really awkward silence. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being an expert. As a matter of fact, I like to almost claim that I'm gaining a level of expertise uh, when it comes to wine and some foods. But connoisseur, much like sommelier, is one of those words that's weird to pronounce. It's It just leads you down this path of surely... I am not smart enough to say the word, let alone speak with the person whose title this is. So the goal is to break things down and build them back up in a much more comfortable way. So let's just look at the word origin for connoisseur. For all intents and purposes, it comes from the French meaning to know. So all this person does is they know things. So let's help you know things. Um, and what you need to know is I'm trying to make fun of the concept of conno connoisseurism, not make fun of connoisseurs. But it is just this, it is just a word, and it is just a person who is simply drinking wine, maybe fancier, maybe more expensive, but nonetheless, they are still a human who knows things. 
So as we uh, sort of goof around with this name, I want to paint a little bit of a visual so you understand truly what Connosaurus Rex is. So keep in mind, a T-Rex was incredibly powerful, but it still had its limitations. It had short arms. It was incapable of reaching out and connecting, and it just ate shit all the time. So in my opinion, the term should be shelved. It should, be, it should go extinct like a T-Rex. People can still be experts. They can be pros. They can be geniuses on top of their game. But let's share that experience with not at people. Let's bring people in, not short arm them and bite their head off and make them feel less. And honestly, how hilarious would it be to have a T-Rex logo that involves wine? Work in progress. So the point of this podcast is to just talk about having fun with wine. Like I said, I'll have pros, I'll have novices. It does not matter. We're going to enjoy wine and we're going to talk about it. So that is the introduction to what Psalm for the Days Connoisseurs Rex podcast is all about. I promise you, be, my intros for all future episodes will be considerably shorter than this, but I didn't think that you'd have any interest in dump, jumping right into a dumb podcast that you know nothing about, especially by a guy who can talk a lot and talk in circles. So I'm damn proud of the fact that I was succinct. I actually had notes for that so that I would get it right. This was my seventh attempt to even record because I am a millennial in name only. So now I want to jump into kind of what I just said everything is going to be all about. We'll keep it succinct and short today um, simply because I want to make sure that this is a podcast that you want to keep revisiting. And I lost track of the time already. So the goal is that these episodes, depending on if I have a guest or not, will range in the 25 to 45 minute range, easily consumed in multiple sips. Um, if it goes up to an hour, I may break it into a one part, two part, because I don't want you to lose track of where you are. But Every time, like I said, I'm going to have a wine open. And I felt with all of the time I have spent drinking their wine, there was no better place to start than Clodeval. And one of the reasons I picked Clodeval is because the story around them is so fun. And our experience with Clodeval has been fantastic over the years. And never once in all of my years of interacting with them, has there ever been a moment where I thought, this is above me, this is uh, intimidating, they are making me feel like I don't know what I'm talking about, and it's going to lead to a really awesome story that I hope you all can enjoy. So, brief history on Claude Duval, they've been around since 1972, the family that um, brought the brand over here, if you will, they didn't create it over in Bordeaux, but they were a French family uh, from um, from Bordeaux, the, uh, they felt that there was an opportunity to produce wine in the United States. So landed in Napa, ultimately Stag's Leap, and they started growing Bordeaux varietals. And the Bordeaux varietals are Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, Merlot, Petit Bordeaux, and Malbec. Yes, Malbec, the lovely grape now more well-known for its success in Argentina. That's for another day. Uh, and also, I realized I didn't point this out, it was the Golay and Porte folks that came over from France. So uh, John and Henrietta Golay were the couple, and then Bernard Porte was the winemaker who came over in the 70s, started making great wines, 
they were a part of Judgment of Paris. The whole kit and caboodle. These guys have been making fantastic cab-based wines for 50 years. Uh, actually had their 50-year anniversary and uh, some really awesome sales last year. But Clodeval is old school Napa in that they want the vineyards to come out in their wines. It's not over-oaked. And we've just fallen in love with their wines. And they've actually gotten back to their roots. At one point, they were bottling Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. They were fantastic wines, but it doesn't tie back to their Bordeaux roots. So they sold it all off. Um, but I say all of that because just because something is done a certain way for a period of time doesn't mean it has to change. And I believe in that for the entire wine industry. And I'm sensing it with a lot of my friends in the industry too, is that we just want to have fun with it. And that's what it seems like the Clode of All folks ultimately did was let's get back to why are we doing this? Why are we having success what's what how do we define success how do we define fun and clodeval did it by getting back to the roots and continuing to produce fantastic wine so that's my little snippet on clodeval uh thank you to the wonderful people there uh who have no idea i'm referencing their names right now uh i probably pronounced the portes and golet last names incorrectly it may be portet and golet never had a chance to meet them but definitely met some of the team and they're fantastic anyway uh, why are they so awesome and helpful? So I emailed them height of the pandemic. And I said two things. One, I'm building this thing behind me. And I love Claude of All, but unfortunately, I have not been buying their wine since, you know, the 80s and 90s or the 70s. And I would love to include what is called a vertical of their Napa cabs as a display feature, and you can see it right here. Yep, that way. I'm in mirror mode, so I'm not really good. Uh, but for those of you that are simply listening, we have a display shelf. And on that shelf, uh, for a long period of time, was nine different years of Napa cabs from Clodeval. And the moment I told them this, uh, they jumped at the opportunity to help me out. How many bottles do you want? How quickly do you need it? Here's the pricing kept the pricing fantastically great. I mean, like did not go crazy marking it up two, three, four times simply because they had it cellared, which is also critical to making a successful, uh, to successfully holding on to wines for a long period of time is put them in a cellar or something that is temperature controlled and also keep your hands off of it so that you don't drink it all. So they helped me pull together this whole uh, vertical. And I said, the other reason I wanted it was because we're going to break the pandemic um, shelter in place when we are we safely can uh, and we're going to have friends over and we're going to go crazy over and as a matter of fact it's one of the reasons that I ever even had the idea of a podcast because I wanted the opportunity to sit and chat with people about what they thought of different wines and have us be able to geek out on it by comparing vintages but also just let people enjoy good wine together have really great food together and see each other in human form for the first time in over a year so this uh, ultimately ended up happening in July of 2021. So about a year and a half into the pandemic and about a year after I got all the wine. And what it did was it allowed us to sit down and really not only have the nerds be nerds and the not nerds be not nerds, but we all got to chat about it. Why do you like it? I like it because. Because what? It just tastes good. That's fantastic. Because I don't agree with you. Because I think it tastes too blah, 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 fill in the blank, whatever the aroma was, whatever the texture was. We had a friend there who she has studied climate impact and weather impact on different vintages. So she prefers cooler years, which is really awesome. 
I seemingly like warmer years. Uh, so we had these really nerdy, geeky debates, and nobody was wrong. And that is why I love wine when it's not a bunch of pretentious pricks sitting in a room talking about how much they spent on the wine, but more importantly, why they like it or why they don't like it. You can say that about anything. There are plenty of non-wine related things that I don't like that other people do or vice versa. Why can't it apply to wine? Why does wine, why are you um, an idiot? Why are you not suited for the wine world if you don't like a $500 bottle of wine? I think that's BS. So we spent the evening drinking 14 different wines. Needless to say, it was a good thing we were writing things down because we had 14 bottles of wine. There were a lot of us, but it was still 14 bottles of wine. But um, there is an educational moment in here. Uh, and that is, what the hell is a vertical and why would you want to drink one? So a vertical is when you take the same wine from different years and compare it side by side. So in this instance, we did a 1997, a 1998, and then 2000 through 2018, which as a matter of fact, I'm drinking the 2018 Clodeval Cabernet right now. And on its own is fantastic. And I'd only ever had Clodeval wines, maybe one, maybe two at a time, different vintages. And I learned so much about myself with wine. I learned about what everybody else liked. We did some food pairings. We did blind tastings to call the vintage. We did all sorts of different things. And it didn't matter that we were right or wrong. We were having fun drinking wine together. So that is uh, my fun little story about what a vertical is, why I had to start with Clodeval, with all of the wines in the world that I love. Clodeval has been our favorite in this house for many years. And I had to leave the club recently simply because I was starting this business. And, you know, you got to watch your costs when you're doing things like that. So we do hope in the near future we'll be joining them again. Um, but they still reach out and check on us and see if we need any wine. Of course they do with sales, but also they honor a, uh, a lifetime club discount because we were members for so long. So it's nice to know that there's folks out there that appreciate what you invest in them. So they reinvest it back into you. So we're coming towards the end of Connoisseurs Rex episode one. And as I wrap up, there's a few things I need from you all out there who have made it this far. And that includes my wife and my parents and my sister, who I can pretty much guarantee have listened to this whole thing, but I'm hoping it goes beyond just the four of them. I'm on Instagram at Sam underscore four underscore the underscore day. And my DMs are open. So please slide on into them and give me any feedback you may have on this. You can also reach me at Edward at somforthedaycom Send me a quick email. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like, and also what you'd like to hear. Are there educational topics? I've got a whole bunch of things listed here that I cannot wait to get into with you all, uh, and I can't wait to get into them with other guests. It's going to be a lot of fun to really just sit down and take topics that may be intimidating, may be uh, misunderstood, and flip them on their heads to make it a little bit more approachable for you all. And if it's still to a point where you're not connecting, hey, I'm going to do my best. But like I said earlier, not everybody has to like it just because I like it. And that's the whole point. So I'm sure I'll come up with a really cool sign-off. Maybe I'll even attach it at the end of this after I record it separately. 
I'm not entirely sure this one will even be the episode we put out, but I sure as hell hope it is because it's been a blast sitting here recording this. And if you uh, if you want to keep up with us, like I said, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, soundforthedaycom You can find me everywhere. You'll see me in my hat in town. So feel free to stop me and ask me any questions you may have. Tell your friends and keep an eye out. We're going to do virtual tastings monthly and I'll have events that will pop up here and there. And of course, signing up for a song for the day experience to be super hyper uber customized to exactly what you want, your budget. It doesn't have to be fancy or it can be super fancy, but we'll get into that whenever you're ready to chat about what is song for the day. But I look forward to talking to you all, talking with you all, and drinking with you in the very near future. That's it. The inaugural episode. Under our belts. Get ready for the next one. Thanks, all. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Sam underscore four underscore the underscore day. And Twitter and Facebook with fewer underscores but plenty of fun content. And also, whenever you want to have the most fun, super custom unfancy or fancy wine experience be sure to give me a call i'll make you the psalm for the day cheers